Our gospel reading this morning comes from the Gospel according to Mark, the ninth chapter, verses 38 through 50. John said to Jesus, Teacher, we saw someone throwing demons out in your name, and we tried to stop him because he wasn't following us. Jesus replied, Don't stop him. No one who does powerful acts in my name can quickly turn around and curse me. Whoever isn't against us is for us. I assure you that whoever gives you a cup of water to drink because you belong to Christ will certainly be rewarded. As for whoever causes these little ones who believe in me to trip and fall into sin, it would be better for them to have a huge stone hung around their necks and to be thrown into the lake. If your hand causes you to fall into sin, chop it off. It's better for you to enter into life crippled than to go away with two hands into the fire of hell, which can't be put out. If your foot causes you to fall into sin, chop it off. It's better for you to enter life lame than to be thrown into hell with two feet. If your eye causes you to fall into sin, tear it out. It's better for you to enter God's kingdom with one eye than to be thrown into hell with two. That's a place where worms don't die and the fire never goes out. Everyone will be salted with fire. Salt is good, but if salt loses its saltiness, how will it become salty again? Maintain salt among yourselves and keep peace with each other. It's the word of God oops, for the people of God. Thanks be to God. We have a, a set of teachings here from Jesus that follow after him having the, the sitting with the disciples and putting a, a child in the middle of them and telling them that whoever wants to be first in the kingdom of God needs to be last, needs to be least of all. And the disciple John tells Jesus that he saw somebody who, who wasn't one of the twelve casting out demons using Jesus' name. And, and John says, and we, and we put a stop to that, man. We, we, we told him he had to stop what he was doing. And I think John was really expecting to get an attaboy from Jesus. That, hey, thank you for stopping him. And Jesus doesn't. Jesus says, hey, let him go. If he's casting out demons in my name, let him have at it. Whoever isn't against us is for us. We, we, we tend to get a little <coughs> provincial in our Christianity sometimes. And we think that everybody's got to do it the same way that we do it. And there are some denominations that are really strict on this. That if you don't do Christianity the way they do Christianity, you're not going to heaven. But I think that Jesus is telling us here that heaven is a little broader than what we may think. That if we are, in, if we are serving Jesus in Jesus' name, then maybe it doesn't matter so much if we're Methodist or Baptist or Lutheran, or Catholic, or Episcopal, or any of the multitude of non-denominational churches that are out there. You know, we, we want to fight for our little square uh, of property that we're on. And Jesus says, look, whoever isn't against us is for us. 
Don't get in the way of what God's doing. That, that's the, the first step as a disciple, is not to get in the way of what God is doing. Um, I've talked to you before about the general rules of the church, and the first general rule is to do no harm. Stay out of the way of what God is doing. <laughs> Don't cause trouble. Don't make it harder than it has to be. Do not harm one another. Because Jesus says if we cause, particularly the little ones, and by little ones, he, he's referring to the child that he set in front of them. He's also referring to all of us in the faith. That if we cause somebody else to stumble, that's bad. We need to not do that. Because there are consequences for causing another one to stumble. We need to help each other in the faith. We need to live our faith as it is the most important thing to us. God should be our first priority. Serving God and doing what God wants should be the first priority. Not our families, as good as they are. Not our jobs, as important as those are. Not our hobbies, not our stuff. Our first priority is to be God. And Jesus gets into some hyperbole here about the lengths that we need to be willing to go to to stay, to follow Jesus. Jesus says, if your hand causes you to sin, chop it off. If your foot causes you to sin, chop it off. If your eye causes you to sin, rip it out. Now, I say that Jesus is engaging in hyperbole here. Because otherwise, if he wasn't, there'd be a whole lot of one-handed, one-footed, one-eyed Christians running around. We, we don't take this literally. But Jesus is making an important point. He, he does it in, in rather graphic fashion. But he makes the point that nothing is supposed to get between us and our relationship with God. And if we have to go to extreme lines to make that happen, so be it. Now, for most of us, it's not going to come down to needing to literally chop off a hand or a foot or gouge an eye out. What, what it's more likely to come down to is turning off the social media for a while and picking up a Bible or turning off the TV and spending time in prayer. Or gathering your family together and spending some time reading the Bible together or praying together or coming to church on Sunday morning when maybe you just don't quite feel like it. We are to let nothing get in the way of who we are as Christians. And we are supposed to be distinctive as Christians. We People should know that you're a Christian by the way you live. Not because you got a Jesus fish on the back of your car. Not because you got a Jesus fish in your checkbook if you still have a checkbook. I worked for the Baptist bookstore for a couple of years when I was in seminary in Atlanta. And the treasurer of the, of the bookstore told me that she hated to see people come in and pay with church checks. Because those were the ones that were most likely to bounce. Our witness matters, y'all. 
Our witness matters. So I, I'm not saying, you know, you, you don't have to wear a big cross around your neck. You don't have to wear the Jesus t-shirt. You don't have to have the Jesus fish on the back of your car. But the way that you live should tell people something about who you follow. We're called to be salt and light. Jesus says that everyone will be salted with fire. And I don't know exactly what he means by that, except for the fact that we are to be unique in the world, ablaze with the Holy Spirit. He talks about the fact that salt is good, but if it loses its saltiness, what is it good for? Nothing. You know, salt was, salt was important in the ancient world because you didn't have refrigeration. You didn't have easy ways to preserve stuff. Salt was a preservative, and it gave flavor to food. And so it was an important thing. But it was important that it be what it was supposed to be. If, if salt wasn't salty, it wasn't going to do anybody any good. It'd throw it out. I, I've been doing more cooking lately. I, I got a subscription to HelloFresh. And, and that means I, I get groceries in these little paper bags. And it tells me exactly, it, it's great as cooking for dummies, which is exactly what I need. And it tells you exactly what to do. I've learned all sorts of things. I, I found out what a scallion is and... Uh, um, learn how to peel garlic, and I, I still, I, I told my parents, I, finally dicing is not something I'm good at. I, my pieces are still too big, but I'm working on it. But one of the things that they tell you to include that they don't send is salt. You got to season the food because otherwise it's bland. Now I try to, I'm not used to eating a lot of salt. My doctors warned me about eating too much salt, so I try to be careful with what I add. Maggie complained last night that mashed potatoes didn't have enough flavor to them. That salt makes all the difference. If you leave it out completely, you've got a really bland, boring meal that nobody wants to eat. You add a little salt to it, and whoa, wait a minute. Hey, that's pretty good. Salt makes a difference. But it only makes a difference when it is what it's supposed to be. We Christians can make a difference in the world. But only if we're being what we're supposed to be. Only if our lives are matching up to what we proclaim in the gospel. One of the biggest turnoffs for non-Christians with the church, hypocrisy. We say one thing here on Sunday morning, and we go out and we live a whole different life the rest of the week. Y'all, that's not a witness. That's not what being a Christian is all about. What we do here is not fire insurance. Okay, It matters how you live the rest of your life. Not because salvation is by faith alone, but God expects out of our gratitude for, for salvation that we're going to live a certain way. That we're gonna, we should be the most loving people on the face of the earth. Because God is love. Our salt should be to bring people love and peace. I, I love the last thing here that Jesus says. Maintain salt among yourselves, be who you're supposed to be, and keep peace with each other. Keep peace with each other. Y'all, we're not supposed to be fighting and feuding. And I know our denomination's probably gonna split next year. 
but we're not supposed to be fighting and feuding amongst ourselves. That's how the world acts. We are to be at peace with one another. We are to love one another. Even the ones that we don't necessarily like real well. Jesus never says we have to like everybody. But we have to love everybody. And that love and that peace is something that is so missing in our world right now. We are living in such a contentious time. We have the opportunity as Christians to say, hey, there's another way. There's a way of love. There's a way of peace. So as you go through your week this week, as you're making supper and you salt your food, remember that you're supposed to be salt. You're supposed to be that which is distinctive in this life. And be at peace with one another. Be at peace with God and be at peace with each other. Amen.